Hey everyone, welcome to The Daily Word. I'm really glad that you've joined me. And for our Daily Word today, we're in the book of the prophet Ezekiel chapter 23. And I'd like to share verses uh, 36 to 39 with you. And then let's, let's talk just for a few minutes today about the love, the trust, and the obedience that are due to God. So if you would, hear the word of the Lord. The Lord said to me, Son of man, you must accuse Aholah and Aholabah of all their detestable sins. They have committed both adultery and murder, adultery by worshiping idols and murder by burning as sacrifices the children they bore to me. Furthermore, they have defiled my temple and violated my Sabbath day. On the very day that they sacrificed their children to their idols, they boldly came into my temple to worship. They came in and defiled my house." Well, it's it's probably uh, an an understatement to say that this is a, a difficult chapter of the Bible to read. It is graphic and it is shocking and, and, and intentionally so. God is showing us how shocking, how wrong, how detestable unfaithfulness is and can become. Samaria, uh, also known as, as Israel, that is the northern kingdom of Israel, they are represented by the older sister here, the sister called Ahola, and this means, that name means she who has a tent. And of course, this is suggestive of her unfaithfulness, as is also the name of the younger sister who represents Judah or the southern kingdom of Israel. She is represented by the sister called Aholabab, and her name means uh, tent in her. They live by just shocking lust for many lovers. They, they break covenant, the marriage covenant, in, in many ways. And their, their marital unfaithfulness represents the unfaithfulness of the people to God. And we, we see them being unfaithful in, in several ways. Let's just talk about three of those. First of all, in worship, that is, they give their love, the affection of their hearts, their devotion to any false god that comes along. They are unfaithful to God by giving their trust, that is, um, they instead of trusting in God, they choose to trust in worldly powers. Instead of trusting God to provide for them as He promised, to protect them, to be with them, to be their their fortress, instead they they look to to others, and they are in, unfaithful in regard to their disobedience, disobedience to what we could call their marriage covenant. The relationship that they had with God, it was a covenant relationship and it had certain terms, just like 
a marriage relationship has terms, promises that are made. They even go so far as to sacrifice their children to these false gods. Even daring, having no shame, even daring to come into the temple of the Lord after having sacrificed their children to these false gods on the very, the very same day. And you know, it is significant that when God teaches about our relationship to Him, it is relational. It is personal and it is intimate. You think about the ways that, that God speaks of our relationship with Him in the Scriptures, of a father with his children. When Jesus teaches us to pray, the very first words of that prayer, as I'm, I'm sure you remember well, our Father. Call God your Father. Not only that, uh, we're told by the Lord Jesus that we are, we are now friends. And so we relate to one another with the intimacy of a friend to a friend, with that, that affection, that, that joy and, and fun. We, we relate to God also, we read, as, uh, as a spouse, as uh, a wife to a husband. And of course, this comes into the New Testament where the church, the believers, we are called the bride of Christ. And so God is king. He is the creator and the ruler and the sustainer of all of creation. We know that that is, that is certainly true. And yet, God does not stand far off. He comes to us and he makes a way by doing so that we could come to him that we could be restored into an intimate relationship with Him through the grace of Jesus Christ. And that is the life that we're meant to have. It is real life to have this close, intimate relationship with God. And therefore, He continues to call His people, just as He did in the Old Testament, He continues to call His people to faithfulness. We read this in 2 Corinthians, this is in chapter 11, and I'd like to share verses 1 to 4 with you. I hope you will put up with a little more of my foolishness. Please bear with me, for I am jealous for you with the jealousy of God Himself. I promised you as a pure bride to one husband, Christ, but I fear that somehow your Pure and undivided devotion to Christ will be corrupted, just as Eve was deceived by the cunning ways of the serpent. You happily put up with whatever anyone tells you, even if they preach a different Jesus than the one we preach, or a different kind of spirit than the one you received, or a different kind of gospel than the one you believed. You see, friends, there were... Uh, so-called super apostles who in the days of the early church they traveled around and they they taught a different Jesus they taught a, a, a different Holy Spirit a different nature of God a different gospel and and what Paul says about the Corinthians is that they just uh, 
happily received whatever they were told, even if it was in contradiction to the true gospel they had been taught, in contradiction even to the Spirit whom they had received. And they, they knew, they knew the gift of the Holy Spirit, a, a different Jesus than the one that Paul had, had shown them. And they knew who had died for them on the cross and had saved them by His grace alone. And the thing about it is, um, we, we tend, at least in the past we have, we have tended to not take false teaching all that seriously. We, we have, I think, to a dangerous degree, over the course of, of our, our Western civilizations kind of decline into, uh, in, into secularization, we've accepted this tenet of you believe what you believe, I believe what I believe, and it's just fine. And, and even folks within the church that, that we can each kind of believe, think, and let think, and all of that sort of thing. But what we have to understand is that, that God is not just an idea. God is not just a, a philosophy. The gospel is not just a, a nice concept. God is God. And God has revealed Himself in Scripture. God has come to us in Jesus. The Word of God made flesh. And the truth about Jesus is told throughout the Old Testament, pointing us forward into the New Testament where the promises of the Messiah are fulfilled. The Gospel is a certain thing. It is the way of salvation, and there is no other. The Gospel of Jesus Christ tells us that we are saved not by our works, but by putting our faith in Jesus Christ. We are saved by His finished work on the cross. And friends, if we accept some other teaching about who Jesus is, about who the Spirit is, about what the, the Gospel is, what we have to understand is that we are being unfaithful to God because we are actually giving our loyalty, giving our love, our worship, our trust, our obedience to a Jesus that we've made up, to a God that we have invented who is not the one true and living God. We have trusted in a gospel that is not the true gospel at all. The call of Jesus to come to Him, to trust in Him, to give our lives to the one who gave His life to us. Let us therefore be faithful to God. He is worthy of our faithfulness, of our love and our trust and our obedience. Let us stay faithful to Him, the one true and living God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And friends, until we have a chance to speak again, I pray that God would bless you and that He would keep you.